Kramit the Frog here. Did you just call me Kramit? I think you did. Don't you know that skit? Kermit and somebody might be Grover. No, it's it's Kermit and um, Big Bird, I think. They are together and they're stoned. And he's he's like, Kramit the Frog here. Wait, did you just call me Kramit? <laughs> Shut up, cram it. And then they're like, today's letter is brought to you by the letter bong. <laughs> no, I don't think I remember that. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. It's, uh, you know, back when the internet was young and dumb. Yeah. Now it's just old and dumb. Yeah. You so. know, I actually remember watching um, one of the first uh, videos that one of your friends did. And it was the... Um, Theme song from The Greatest American Hero. Ah. Every time it hit that high part of, I'm walking on air, he would like go cross-eyed and like, it made me laugh every time. So good. I I love that song. Um, I actually showed my daughter some of like the things that I used to watch when I was, you know, in my 20s. Uh-huh. Um, like Homestar Runner. You didn't show her. I showed her Happy. Trogdor. Happy no, I didn't friends. show her Happy Tree Friends. That's one thing she doesn't need to know about. She does not need to know about anything that comes from Spike and Mike's Sick and Twisted Cartoon uh, Festival. Spike and Mike, I love them. Such a good cartoon fest. I, yeah. I remember going to that every year at the one uh, movie theater on 21st Street. Is that the Hollywood? No, the Hollywood is on Hollywood. Okay. It was like a little rundown theater. I don't even remember the name. I'm Oddly enough, I remember the name of the theater on 13th and High in Eugene. That was the Bijou. Um, and that's where I saw Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Was it? There's a Bijou in Lincoln City also. It's oh. one of the oldest theaters in Oregon. Same with the one in, in uh, Eugene. It's right there on uh, Duck Campus. Quack attack. Anyway. Oh, hi. Guess what? My name is Rin. And I'm Tammy. And this is I love a good rabbit hole. We had been doing so good. We have, and then we got completely sidetracked. I don't even what what sidetracked us? I, I don't even remember. I, I don't I know just, how we got to the conversation of where we ended. I just woke up. Kramit the frog. <laughs> Kramit the frog. Yeah. Kramit. Good old Kramit. But no, I've introduced her to like Homestar Runner. Um, so she saw Trogdor the Burninator. Nice. Because I feel like for my child to be raised, raised right and to appreciate the internet, she needs to see such things as Trogdor and Boy Girl, girl Party. Boy Girl mm-hmm. Party. And um, she also needs to see Badger, 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 Badger. Mushroom, mushroom. Ah, oh, a snake. Anyway. I'm also going to have to show her Numa Numa. Um, yeah, we, that was one of the things that... Uh... Matt made sure the kids know exactly where that came from. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to know where Numa Numa comes from. Like, yes. Yeah. Like if you ever go to a party, it's there, and yeah. like and you have to do the specific dance. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so there I have somehow found my way over to Techno Talk on TikTok, and like so much of Tomorrowland keeps popping up in my feed. And Tomorrowland looks amazing. I would never go to it. It's a huge mega raid, rave. Mm-hmm. But like there was a DJ that mixed Baby Shark Oops. and Darude Sandstorm. I've heard that. 
It was so good. I've heard that before. Actually, I think it was Mindy that shared that with me. I mean, and I hate Baby Shark. I hate Baby Shark with everything in my being. Anybody in that's our age does. Like, like our, our left eye starts doing one of these numbers, and there's no friend to slap your eye from stop twitching. No, there's not. <laughs> and I blame my sister for the fact that mm-hmm. um, my daughter even knows what Baby Shark is. Mm-hmm. So, freaking child education people. Yay for paybacks from siblings. <laughs> I'll have to pay her back somehow. Don't know how. All right. So today for the drinking of our energy portion of this meeting of the mind. Um, excuse me as I bite off my nail. That's all right. Um, we have Rockstar Pure Zero Tangerine Mango Guava Strawberry. It's the fruit yeah. salad of energy drinks. Right? <laughs> Every time. Why do I get back splooge every time? I don't know. Um, after we're done with this speaking of meeting of minds. Oh, okay. I'm excited. So what are you telling me about today? Because um, I literally didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, I, I told you I had it. Um, I know, but I forgot. <laughs> it's okay. Um, today, we are going to talk about Mississippians and not the people from the state of Mississippi. That's not what I'm talking about. I only just recently learned about this society, um, like a week and a half ago. So I'm really interested to see your Mississippians. Yes, and not the ding 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 ding. No. Okay. No, we are not talking. Do you like how I imply redneck? Yes. Yes, I do. It's not really implied. It's like I'm straight out saying it. Redneck. Anyway, but that's okay because my mom is from the South and my baby sister is the ultimate redneck. So, oh my gosh. So, apparently at work, somebody like had a customer going off on them calling her a honky bitch. Oh, okay. On the phone. And like, I guess the t- my team, one of the team members, I don't know who, like retaliated. Uh oh. Like, and like started mouthing off back to the customer on the phone. Oh, I mean. I can completely understand. I also understand why it's not good for you to do that. Right. <laughs> so let me tell I you see, this. Uh, mm, good. But it's like, it's apparently like was he, either she called him a honky or he called her a honky. I think he called her a racist honky. Um, and I'm just like, I don't mind the word honky. Like, I know that's supposed to be a derogatory term for white people, but I really don't mind it. Yeah. I don't, I don't like cracker. Like, mm, not a fan of that. Also, because I can't say it in a slangy-like manner because I say cracker. And people who would use the term cracker in a racial way would not say cracker. They would say cracker. <laughs> well, you know, a little slangy. Um. And I, I can't say cracker. Like, it just, that that bugs me. Like, it's a cracker. I have there's never a, used. There's an E-R um, at the end. Just like the 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 double G-E-R word. There's an E-R. But they still drop it. And do N-I-double-G-A. It's like, n- no, that's not how it's spelled. It's got gur. Not gah. Gur, because it's an unfriendly word. Gur. Okay, I'm done. Just like cracker. 
It's an unfriendly word. Urgh. I'm not done, apparently. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Do you want me to stop? Okay. That lesson brought to you by Rin. How to properly insult someone racially. Insult <laughs> right. If you're going to yeah. use the, the either one, you've got to use the because it's a bad word. Yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever used any of those in, in a racially motivated way. I'll say it, but I'm usually joking. Yeah. See, and for you being the mixed little Oreo that you are, although, I mean, yeah, I guess you really are an Oreo. Yes. Because you're darker skinned on the outside, but you act much more white than you are. Yes. Yeah. Like how my, my Honda was a Twinkie. Excuse me. I tell you, I am the whitest black person you will ever find. However, that is incorrect. I saw, and this is going to sound absolutely terrible, but yesterday driving down the road, we were heading to D&D, and we saw what looked like somebody wearing one of those crash test dummy masks. Uh-huh. Like, it was all one color. No. Beige, everything. When we got closer, we realized that was my first time ever seeing an albino, albino black person. In real life. Oh, wow. I've never seen one in real life. I mean, I've seen them on the internet. I'm actually friends. um, I follow Nathan Hurd on TikTok and he's an albino black person. And it's just like, it it tripped us out because they were wearing all black and their head looked like a crash test dummy mask because it was all one beige color (laughs) or or like blonde color. And then when we got past, I was like, that was my first ever albino black person. Yeah. I don't and, think I've ever seen an albino. Can you have an albino white person? Yes. Okay, I didn't yes. know. Because, I mean, you yeah. know, we are already white. So. Albinism can affect white people as well. Yes. We just are white and not peach anymore. I don't know why we're called white. We should be called peach. Anyway. Okay, so we're going to get off the subject of race and names here. And we're going to talk about Mississippians and the Cahokia uh, Mounds. The Ka- Cahokia? Cahokia. Cahokia. Why do you? Yes. Pick stories with words that are just never going to function in my daily repertoire. <laughs> anyway, okay, so my um, my Kiyoki is hurt. My my references for this are Wikipedia, Cahokia Mounds Cultural Website, and the Washington Post. So, the Mississippian culture was a Native American civilization that flourished in what is now the Midwestern, Eastern, and Southeastern United States. From approximately 800 CE to 1600 CE, varying regionally. It's okay. Not- can you can you map that for me? Because you're like the midwestern, southeastern, southwestern, yeah, western, it's- western, northern Pacific, Atlantic. Where are they located? They are literally the mid southeastern area. So. Uh, I'll, they'll describe exactly where it is in modern day in just a minute. Okay. Because um, I've never heard of a Mississippian and I'm from that Midwestern area. I had neither until I started watching um, a show on TV and I was like, holy crap, I have never heard of this culture. And I have, I, I don't want to say studied, but I've known about several tribes, not just within our area, like the Kayumawa tribes, but in the state and all across the United States, I've heard of thousands of different tribes. This one I had never heard of. It, it threw me for a damn loop. 
Anyway, um, so it was composed of a series of urban settlements and satellite villages linked together by loose trading networks. The largest city was Cahokia, believed to be a major religious center located in what is present day southern Illinois, just outside of St. Louis. So that's where the Cahokia mounds are. But they're saying that the Mississippians could have reached all the way up into um, northern Michigan. Okay. And going all the way down into Mexico. Oh. Um, so the Mississippians' may, way of life began to develop in the Mississippi. Oh, my God. Did I mention I just woke up from a nap? Oh, my God. Can <laughs> oh you not God. say the word Mississippi? Uh, I can't say a lot of words right now, and I'm going to continue to make it worse. Oh, yeah. Two tree. Bite, got two bite. tree words. Two, <laughs> two tree words. Okay. The Mississippians' way of life began to develop in the Mississippi River Valley, for which it is named. Cultures in the tributary Tennessee River Valley may have also begun to develop Mississippian characteristics at this point. Almost all dated Mississippian sites predate 1539 to 1540 when Hernando de Soto explored the area, with notable exceptions being Natchez communities. These maintained Mississippian cultural practices into the 18th century. So in that area, you've got um, part of the Sioux, the Natchez community, the... um, Seminoles down in Florida, all of that was at one point in time considered Mississippian culture, from what I understand. That whole big old area. Um, A number of cultural traits are recognized as being characteristic of the Mississippians, although not all Mississippian peoples practiced all of the following activities. They were distinct from their ancestors in the adoptions of some of these traits. Okay. So they would... um, the construction of a large truncated earthwork pyramid mounds or platform mounds. So like the Mayans and the Aztec built all these great, big, huge above ground pyramids and were massive Mm -hmm. and Mississippians built more of the flatter, wider mounds that like buildings could sit on top of. Uh, It's they were the early urban sprawl. Yeah. They kind of were. They were, maize or corn-based agriculture in most places, the development of Mississippian cultures coincided with the adoption of comparatively large-scale intensive corn agriculture, which supported larger populations and craft specializations. It it could involve other things, but I'm just going to call it corn because calling it maize makes me want to like punch myself in the tit. So um, I don't think I don't think I've ever had that feeling towards a word. I don't know. I why. mean, there's some words that make me go, <laughs> but there's never one that has made me want to like inflict bodily harm upon myself. <laughs> um, they also had shell-tempered pottery, the adoption and use of reverine or rarely marine shells, or, excuse me, or rare machine marine shells as tempting agents in ceramics, widespread trade networks um, as far west as the Rocky Mountains, north to the Great Lakes, south to the Gulf of Mexico, and east to the Atlantic Ocean. The development of chiefdom or complex chiefdom level of social complexity. The development of institutionalized social inequity. 
is centralization of control of combined political and religious power at the hands of few or one. The beginnings of a settlement hierarchy in which a major center with mounds has clear influence or control over a number of lesser communities, which may or may not possess a smaller number of mounds. The adoption of the paraphernalia and I, I had to do some research and I'm going to screw these words up. So just bear with me here. Um, the adoption of paraphernalia of the Southeastern ceremonial complex, also called the Southern cults. This is the belief system of the Mississippians as we know it. Uh, Southeastern ceramic complex or SECC items are found in the Mississippian cultural sites from Wisconsin to the Gulf coast and from Florida to Arkansas and Oklahoma, 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 girl. I, I, I mean, I thought I struggled sometimes. I have homies in Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Homies in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma where the wind comes. Okay. Um, the SECC frequently tied into ritual game playing as with, and yes, this is the actual name of it, Chunky. Um, it was played, Now, is it Chunky or Chonky? It's Chunky. C-H-U-N-K-E-Y. Yeah, see, I prefer it if it was Chunky. It's probably like pronounced Chunky or something like that. Um, it was played by rolling... Chunky. <laughs> chunky. It was played by rolling a disc-shaped stone across the ground and throwing spears at them in an attempt to land the spear as close to the stopped stone as possible. It sounds like a game of horseshoes. Um, or um, curling. like No, because curling involves like the broom and it's sliding yeah, across the exactly. ice. Exactly. Yeah, and you're trying to get your disc to the closest part of the circle. No, you're trying to keep it in the circle. Okay, then I don't understand curling. I'm guessing... Oh, anybody... uh, no, I thought you were trying to... Oh, yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I was thinking... Uh, I wasn't thinking... <laughs> anyway, so that's how my brain them. was just saying words. <laughs> Yay, word salad. Okay. The Mississippians had no writing system or stone architecture. They worked naturally occurring metal deposits, such as hammering and annealing, which means to heat um, metal or glass and allow it to cool slowly in order to remove the internal stresses and make it easier to work. Okay, metal I gotta. I'm, gonna, I'm not, sorry, I'm just gonna interrupt you 100%. Is this comfortable? Yes, because I feel like if I can't cure, I'm screaming at you. And it feels like really... You're sitting there with like half your thing on your face. I'm like, what are yes. you doing with your headphones? Because I can still hear you out of here, but I can hear myself over here. And it just, it works better for It's me fine if you yeah. speak loud, because Mark e e equilibriates our voices to be about the same. Okay. At least I think he does. I don't know. It just looked funny. You had like a thing on your forehead. It's not on my forehead. It's on my temple. Like on the side. I don't know. I anyway. <laughs> metals such as copper or ritual objects such as the Mississippian copper plates and other decorations. But did not smelt iron or practice bronze metallurgy. Which is interesting because what we know about this society... They were there in the Bronze Era. So there's no reason for them not to have practiced. So how, how early were the Mississippians there? Are they like, are we talking like Mayan ages? 
like before uh, all of the tribes? Thing? Yes. Like, again, were they like I'm, the first indigenous people? We don't know, but they are definitely one of the oldest. Um, again, the earliest known is 800 CE, which I can't remember what CE stands for, but it's it's older than Jesus. Most things are Columbus exploration. Um, before Columbus exploration, um, right? So before CE, yes, before Columbus exploration. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what it means, but that's what I'm saying. It means I don't know what it means. Anyway, um, so. Late Mississippian period, this is this is what we know. We know more towards the end of their era than we do the beginning. Um, late Mississippian period is 1400 to 1540 is characterized by increasing warfare, political turmoil, and population movement. The population of Cahokia dispersed early in this period, 1350 to 1400. So these guys were there from 800 CE to around 1400. And then much like the Mayans and the Aztecs, they just up and disappeared. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you again. I'm sorry. Com CE stands for common era. And before the common era are year notations for the Gregorian calendar, the world's most widely used calendar era, common era. And before the common era, are alternatives to the original Anno Domini and Before Christ notations used for the same calendar era. So CE is actually BCE. So before Common Era is BCE, and then BC, AD, and now CE. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Okay. So the population of the Cahokia dispersed early in this period, 1350 to 1400, perhaps migrating to other rising political centers. More defensive structures are often seen at sites and sometimes they decline in mound building and large scale public ceremonialism. Although some areas continued as an, excuse me, continued in essentially middle Mississippian culture until the first significant contact with Europeans, the population of most area areas had dispersed or were experienced severe social stress by 1500. So this was just one of those, um, it wasn't even the white folk that came in and destroyed this tribe. They were pretty much done before the Europeans got over to this continent. Along with the contemporaneous ancestral Pueblo peoples, these cultural collapses coincide with the global climate change of the Little Ice Age. Scholars theorize drought and the reduction of maize agriculture together with possible deforestation and overhunting by the concentrated populations forced them to move away from major sites. This period ended with European contact in the 16th century. Do you think they called corn mazes maize mazes? I don't think they had mazes back then. They didn't do silly stuff for entertainment like that. They did it to grow food and to survive. It doesn't sound like much fun. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so on a side note, some believe, and I'm not gonna, some believe that Walmart is partially to blame as to why this particular culture has been hidden away from history for so long. The fuck? Sorry, Heather. Sorry, Heather. Um, the way I understand it is the Waltons, um, doing all of their land buying and building of their Walmarts and this and that and the other thing actually destroyed a major part of the Cahokia Mound State Park before 
um, people stepped in and told them that they couldn't encroach on that area anymore and that it was considered off limits. So this is allegedly. 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 Yes. Got it. Allegedly. Don't um, sue us. We have there, no lawyer. There is no backing for this saying 100% that I could find, but allegedly. Um, so the Cahokia Mounds State Historic Site is the site of the pre-Columbian Native American city, which existed um, from around 800 CE to 1350 CE, directly across the Mississippi from present-day St. Louis, Missouri. The historic park lies in southwestern Illinois between East St. Louis and Collinsville. The park covers 2,200 acres or about 3.5 square miles and contains about 80 man-made mounds, but the ancient city was much larger. At its apex around 1100 CE, the city covered about six square miles and included about 120 earthworks in a wide range of sizes, shapes, and functions. One particular mound called Monk's Mound required more than 14 million baskets of soil, all hauled by human workers. Its base covers 14 acres. That's how big the, 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 the thing is. And they did it all by hand. Yeah. There's no, there's never been anything found of any kind of pulley system or any, anything like that. It was all done by hand with baskets. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder, bros. Holy chet. That's a lot of soil to be moving. Yeah. Um, so today the Cahokia Mounds are considered the largest and most complex archaeological site north of the great pre-Columbian cities in Mexico. And here's where I'm going to step in it. Aztec sites such as Tenochtitlan, Te, wait a minute, um, Teotihuacan, or Mayan sites such as the pyramids at Chichen Itza and Tikal. Itza, Chita, and Little Bita. Spit it out, Tammy. It's not yours. Chita, Nitsa, and Takal were the two easiest things to say ever. Yeah, I really wanted you to be like Chita, Itza, and Pizza. It would have been <laughs> way much better. Way much better. Way much better. Yay, we're <clears throat> Okay. Um, Language. So please forgive me, Illinois tribes, because I'm going to botch your name. It's absolutely nothing against you. Um, the Elinai, Elinai, yeah, Elinai natives or Illinois confederated tribes in the region told Europeans that they did not know who had built the mounds. As late as this century, experts debated whether the mounds were the product of people or nature. In 1921, archaeologists erased all doubt but learned little about who had built them. To this day, no one knows the Cahokians' ethnicity, what language they spoke, what songs they sang, or even what they call themselves. The name Cahokia is a misnomer. It comes from the name of a, sun, a sub-tribe of the Elinai tribes. I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Um, of the Elinai who didn't reach the area until the 1600s coming from the east. Although Cahokia must have had a complex culture to maintain a sizable city and raise monuments that stand a millennium later, no one knows whether the mystery, mysterious people's, the mystery people's culture influenced surrounding cultures or simply stood alone. 
Though the causes of the culture's demise are better understood, researchers argue where its people went. Much like the Mayans and the Aztecs, they were there one day and gone the next, leaving only beauty and questions behind. So it's not an overly long story, but I find it very interesting that this is one culture that we can't pin down. (laughs) Right. Like there's nothing we can, we, there's nothing. I mean, yeah. we knew they were there, but we don't, when we know we have limited information about them. Yes. Um, the archaeological digs did pull up stuff like um, arrowheads for hunting. Um, they did find specifically one area in one of the bigger mounds that they believe was possibly a leader. Um, they don't want to use the word chief, but definitely a leader of the Mississippians. But then in other mounds, they find things that almost look like sacrificial areas where there was one mound that had something like 22 women and 16 kids in it. And then in another mound, there was something like 11 or 12 male bodies that were under the age of 25 that had their hands and their head removed. So nobody knows why there's still something. I I don't know. Yeah. There's just a whole lot that, I mean, even with the archeological digs that they've done, um, because this is still considered a sacred site, they have to have very specific infra, um, permission to dig. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have been digging there and they have found <clears throat> stuff, but more questions have come up than answers. answers. Yeah. Mm. For this particular site. So where'd they get the name? So where'd they get the term Mississippian? Is it because they're near, they were near the Mississippi and that's how the river got it. I want to say yes. They didn't specifically say how or why they, they named this tribe, the Mississippians. I mean, excuse me to say on a little, um, I don't know. That just seems kind of weird to call them the Mississippians uh, when they were near the Amenhotep mounds, the Kotex mounds, the Cahokia. Yeah. Did you just say Emotep and throw a mummy reference out there? I also said Kotex, which is sanitary napkins for women. Yes. My bad. Okay. I'm yeah. bad at language. Like, it's <laughs> not my forte. It used to be. I used to be really great at language. But then, like, I became an adult. <laughs> and everything just started going downhill from there. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, very interesting. Yeah. I dig it. I thought so, too. <clears throat> excuse me um a little bit of extra n- new history knowledge that i'll yeah. that i won't retain because history is is not my parfait okay i'm i'm going way left here speaking of history um i i've started watching uh the youtube uh show called hot ones where celebrities go on and eat the challenge in sync oh my god laughed so hard laughed so hard um but I was actually watching one with Cardi B the other night. Oh. And that I was like, this is going to be real annoying or it's going to be damn funny. Probably she, hilarious. It was okay. It wasn't bad. But she kind of threw me for a loop. She is a huge history buff. She yeah. absolutely idolizes FDR and Eleanor Roosevelt. Hmm. I, I, that was not something I was expecting to come out of Cardi B's mouth. <laughs> I'm still shook by that two days later. <laughs> she just loud. Like, she got oh, a loud voice. Yeah. A big mouth. Like, bah. Yeah. She could probably shove some wings in there. Was she able to get all the way to the hottest? She did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only one that got her was the only one that gets everybody, and that's the bomb. 
Yeah, yeah so I think. Do they tell like what the capsaicin and stuff of it is? They and... show what the Scoville level is. Ah, uh, yeah, Scoville. Yeah, that's the measurement, not capsaicin. Yeah, well, and it's not capsaicin either. That's me mispronouncing capsaicin. Yeah. Um, the bomb is one of those that, like, no matter what, when people taste it, like, they might be able to get through it, but they're like, "Holy crap, that just tastes like Satan's Hot. butthole." Yeah, like, like it's it's no it, longer a good flavor. It's just hot. It's just hot. They didn't do anything about the flavor on that. Even like people like Dave Grohl and uh, Jenna Art Ortega were like, "Oh, the last dab, that's hot, but it's got really good flavor to it." Yeah, the bomb does not have any flavor. It's just hot acid. Would yeah. you ever do that challenge? Uh, no, because I, 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 I mean, you're talking to the girl who like pico de gallo is is about as spicy as she goes, right? Me too. And I need to throw some sour cream on top of it. Right? To help cool it off. And especially if you get the good pico with like a really good jalapeno in it. And it literally comes around and just punches the shit out of you. For me, it's if it's got a good onion in it, it's too spicy. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm sorry. You want me to eat raw onion and not have indigestion? Okay. Right. Yeah. No. How how about no? How about, yeah. Hard pass. Yeah. Um... Mark has done the one chip challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it made him sick for two days. Like, he threw up the first day. And then he had explosive bottom yeah. life for the second day. Like, literally, one chip made him sick for two days. I like, believe that's, that's not okay. I look at the one chip challenge and I want to start crying. I'm like... Like no. I've watched, I watched somebody do it on TikTok, and like he ate the chip, and he put, he's like, oh yeah, that's fine, that's fine, and then all of a sudden he started crying, and like he was guzzling a gallon of milk to try and get something. I've heard whipped cream actually helps. Yeah, any cream based stuff. Like Cardi B actually ended up getting like ice cream <laughs> for hers, but I have heard all kinds of stuff. Um, milk. The enzymes in limes and lemons, any citrus, also helps cut down the spice. Huh. Um, yeah, I heard that whipped cream helps because it's creamy and it's oily. So the two together help break down the, the oils in your mouth. Yeah, there's, there's lots of little things that you can do. But, you know, with some of the stuff, specifically like the bomb, I don't think there's a cure. You literally just have to wait for it to stop burning. Right, and then it's gonna burn later. And it, yeah, it's gonna burn for a minute. <laughs> like you were, like, why would somebody want to even do that to their body? I like, don't I know. don't know. I don't. Like, I would like to try some that are spicy but have flavor. But <sighs> I can't even hear the smell. Sometimes even a simple buffalo sauce. I'm like, no, that's too much. Yeah, give me like a, give me a gallon I, and I a smell, half of ranch. <laughs> right, like if I smell Tabasco sauce, I'm like, whoo, right. <laughs> And like yeah. Mark gets, um, he gets this truffle, um, deba- or this truffle hot sauce that's like truffle extra hot, and so mm. it's truffle oil with with like some spicy. He's like so good, it's so good. I'm like it smells awful. awful. <laughs> I mean, because like I smell the truffle and I'm like, mmm, truffle, sign me up for a bucket of that. And then all of a sudden I smell the hot and I'm like, <laughs> stop, 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 stop! I don't want to smell it. It's like, I just want to stay with the truffle smell. I like the truffle smell. All right. Well, looks like we have come to the conclusion of yet another story. Would you say that's true? I would say that's true. All right. So, 
Thanks for joining us today in the rabbit hole. We're on Instagram, like rabbit holes. We have an email address, like rabbitholes at gmail.com. If you want to email us or message us or follow us, that'd be great. If you want to give us a star review, we'd appreciate that as well. Not that I think you will, because you're a lazy ass mofo. But that's fine. Wow. <laughs> Rin's views and opinions are not necessarily shared by those of us here at <laughs> Love a Good I Rabbit like Hole. I like a Rabbit Hole. So, but no matter where you are or what you're doing, have a wonderful evening, morning, and night. Or afternoon. Or time. Day? Life. Wow. <laughs> like, that was like five train wrecks all at once. Yes. But take care of yourself and take care of each other. And... Nope, that, that's it. Just, just sign off. Yeah, just, that's <laughs> all I got. I was, I was trying to come up with something clever, but I didn't have anything clever to say. So ram a lemon ding dong. Bye.